With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to a Champions League final episode of Talking Blues. I'm Josh and I am joined by my two co-hosts Alex and Peter and we are here celebrating this win in the second leg of the UEFA Champions League semifinals against Real Madrid, the club that is probably the best in this tournament format in the UEFA Champions League and we beat them at their own game. We beat Eden Hazard, we beat Toni Kroos, we beat Nacho who was all in Havertz's grill. I don't know what was going on there. And then Havertz need him in the nuts. And then I don't know what was a lot of stuff going on there. But anyway, um, that was the whole thing. But we have Chelsea coming on top with a 2 0 win. Um, we have Timo Werner getting the easy empty net goal uh, off of the header, off the crossbar shot by Kai Havertz, who should have finished that. But it is what it is. Havertz will talk about him a little bit. Um, or I might get to him in this intro. He had, he had not the best game. Um, which was a little bit unfortunate, but was able to help set up that first chance for Timo Werner to knock it in off the header. And then we have Mason Mount with the second goal to wrap it up in the 85th minute. And I have to say right now, that is it, it is, and I think we've said this before, but it is a very exciting time right now to be a Chelsea fan. The first season that we started this Talking Blues podcast is probably the best season in the past seven years if everything goes accordingly and we're able to beat Man City. We also will be able to preview this matchup this weekend on Saturday against Man City. Um, so we'll get a little preview to that. We already saw them in the FA Cup beat them there. Now we're out to the FA Cup final as well as the Champions League final. But we get a little preview because maybe this Premier League match, Man City will be a little whatever, whatever excuses people want to use. Uh, that Man City, you know, it was the Cup match, it was the FA Cup, it's not as big, whatever. 
okay, well, the Prem League's pretty big and Chelsea's going to be pretty competitive if they weren't already in that FA Cup semifinal. They're going to be pretty competitive now, so maybe this gives you a preview to that Champions League final coming the end of May. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to all the Chelsea players on this team this past match. Um, Every single one of them could have gotten man of the match for their own right. Mendy coming up huge in that first half with two key saves. Uh, And I want to give a big shout-out to Christian Pulisic, uh, not being able to start that game, maybe was a little pissed going into it, um, you know, because he should have started. I still think he should have started maybe over Kai Havertz, even though Havertz was able to get a lot of chances, just wasn't able to finish. Um, I want to give credit to Christian Pulisic because he was able to come on and make a difference, make beautiful runs towards the net. You know, he just wasn't able to fully cap it off. Um, but I, I would like to give Christian Pulisic some credit as, for, for that. Um Tiago Silva in that back line, being able to control things that and you know do his best. Us having to doubt, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, um, with Andreas Christensen going into the season, not liking him as a center back. I want to go back when we originally talk about those players and how we uh, like give them grades. I think we started the season, that's what we did, and we gave Christensen like all the way at the back. Don't want to don't want to see him. And same for Rudiger. I feel like it was a little more credit, but Christensen has completely turned it around this season. Um, you know, everyone has played well. My man of the match goes to N'Golo Conte. I think that that's who I have, and um, I'm really happy about him. N'Golo Conte is just so good. It's it's unbelievable. And he really, you know, when, when there's nervousness, there was nervousness around the whole match. When he has the ball, it's calm, right? You, you're not as worried, I feel like. He's just so good. He gets players open. He helps execute the plays that Chelsea want to run, and he helps keep that midfield extremely solid. Uh, especially with Jorginho, um, and then Asby. Um, I like to give credit to Asby because he was running so fast for how old he is right now. You could tell that Reese James needed to come on. He was out of breath, out of energy, but he still moved on. Obviously, it wasn't as fast as we had hoped. Wasn't able to get back on defense as quick enough, but I still give credit to him for being able to push for this team, and let's go and let's get Asby. For what he's done for Chelsea, um, and as long as he's done it for Let's give Asby some credit and give him that UEFA Champions League final uh, trophy that he's always wanted. And then I think that knocks it out for me. This is probably one of the longest intros I've ever done, so I'll send it over to one of my two co-hosts. You did what I usually do. (laughs) You go through every single player you want to point out and talk about it instead of just doing a thing as a whole. You did what I usually do, and I mean, you pretty much... You said a bunch of good things, but I do want to say about Pulisic... Clearly, he shouldn't have started, right? Because we ended up winning the game and his substitution ended up working out well. I do think he deserved to start the game, but I don't think he should have started the game because Tuchel knows better than us. And it shows it again here. Starts Werner, Werner gets a goal. Sure, he obviously, he, if he didn't score that goal, there'd be something seriously wrong with him. But you have to look at the holdup play and see what he did. When Conte had the ball, he held off, I don't know if it was Nacho or Ramos, one of the two, one of those two center backs. Played a nice uh, one-two with Conte, and then got, was the only player that followed the ball for a rebound. Uh, so Werner starting was a good decision, and I think although Pulisic should have started based on prior form, never doubt Tuchel because clearly he knows when it's best to bring attackers back into the side, even when they're not performing well. Uh, but I will say Pulisic did have a great game, even though he he for like I don't remember how long, maybe twenty thirty minutes he was on around that time. He made so many great runs with the ball. 
he got into so many good chances. Obviously, he got an assist. I mean, he just played really well. And I think if he every time he doesn't start, he needs to get brought on as a sub because when he is when he is full on energy and he's coming on for the last twenty minutes, he's going against a back line where they are tired. They and they've been playing. They've had to deal with people like Warner or Mount or Havertz for the entire game, and they're tired. Their legs might be. They've got, they might be tired from going on a run previously. Pulisic comes on, and he just can completely blow by them and dribble around them. And that's basically what happened this game. So I think he should play in every single game, whether it's starting or broad, being brought on as a sub. But good game from him. Good game from everybody in the front three as a whole. Everybody played extremely, extremely well. Kai Havertz, unlucky not to get a goal. Mason Mount obviously got a goal. At some parts in the game, he didn't really... I mean, it didn't look as if he was in the game, but that's Mason Mount for you. He does so much unnoticed work that he could still say he had a great game. And I don't, because I and I don't want to say he had a decent game because he had a great game. He obviously got the goal that sealed it. And I mean, everybody had a good game. And the one player I do want to point out, uh, like Josh said, the man in the match, I will say it is Conte. The past few times I've given my man of the match to Conte or given my man of the match to someone and Conte has been close to getting it. The one thing I've said is, he played amazingly great, but in the final third, he's been terrible. And in this game, it was the complete opposite. He did super, super well on every single goal. He obviously played the one-two with Werner, which sent Havertz through to hit the ball off a press bar. Uh, I mean, he he could have scored. He got into a good position. He's played so many nice balls. Could have had like three assists probably if we could finish our chances. And then he was also incredibly good. He was everywhere, like he usually is. But this time he was really, really everywhere from the, the entire pitch all the way going to attacking their goal. Uh, so he's my man in the match. I also want to say Mendy played extremely well. I mean, he can. He, it's crazy how good he is. He can really save anything. He had two great saves, both from Benzema, a turn and shot that was a great shot by Benzema that he saved easily. Well, it wasn't easily, but for him it's easy. And a header, which was also a really great save. But I mean, I could I, I could point out every single player that played in that game and say good things about them because we just played extremely extremely well and we completely destroyed Real Madrid. If we didn't if we didn't win this game and the tie as a whole, it'd be so so undeserved for Real Madrid to go through. But we won. It should have been six 0 but it doesn't matter because it was two 0 and we were through. We're through the Champions League final. Yeah, I was just really impressed by the performance. So actually, you know, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put this out there. After watching the match, obviously fully live, uh, last night I wanted to watch it again. I watched the second half again, um, just you know to get some extra enjoyment because obviously there was no stress when you're watching live, right? We're all stressed there, uh, you know, worried about what's gonna happen. But then I was just able to watch the you know second half especially and just watch it chill uh, and calm and. I got to say, as much as I was, you know, saying Kai Havertz didn't have a good game, yes, he missed those few chances, but in terms of what he did holding up the ball, uh, some of the passes he played, some of the nice, uh, so, just some of the nice chances he created, he definitely played very well. Um, so I think he's in the running there for man of the match, but I, you know, he's, in, I think, you know, as much as everyone played well and Golo Conte has to be it, uh, you know, Chelsea fans were, uh, all around his Mini Cooper when he was leaving Stanford Bridge, which, by the way, I just find hilarious that he still drives a Mini Cooper. The guy makes $8 million a year. 
and he drives a car that's probably no more than $15,000. Um, but, you know, it just shows the kind of humble person he is. And I really love that about him. And, you know, he just worked all night defensively going forward, obviously had, I guess, not the assist, but the assist to the assist uh, on both of the goals. So he was extremely uh, important on the day. Everyone played extremely well. As he definitely got a little bit tired at the end of the game. I'm just really proud. I, you know, I'm just so happy as a Chelsea fan. We're into the final. It's going to be difficult against Man City. You know, I said I was going to get a Mason Mount jersey. I don't even know whose jersey I want to get anymore. Maybe a Kai Havertz jersey if he, you know, continues to pick up his game. But who knows? Mason Mount definitely influential. Um, you know, like you said, Peter it could have been much more. Against Man City, we're going to need to finish our chances better um, because we're not going to get as many uh, as we did yesterday. But, you know, I'm just so happy. It's been a long time as Chelsea fans to see us get past the round of 16, really, or the quarterfinals. Um, And the fact that we made it all the way to the Champions League final is very exciting. And now we have two finals to look forward to. Uh, Obviously, the FA Cup final, hopefully we can win that after uh, losing last year. And obviously the Champions League, hopefully, uh, in a in, in a one-off match against Man City, I think we could win. Uh, you know, I don't think we're the favorites, that's for sure. But I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we were able to pull through. So I'm just really excited. Uh, you guys talked a lot, so I don't really have much left to say uh, besides just kind of showing my excitement and really hoping that uh, everything goes well in these final few weeks because we have a lot of big games in a lot in a very short period of time. Uh, but I'm ready for it, and obviously we're ready to cover it here. Uh, so I'm just really excited about that. Um, but I'll send it back to Josh. Oh, and Alex, we're not talking about two finals. We're talking about three finals because something we didn't mention last episode because we didn't you know, record then, or I don't think we did, was the Chelsea women are also making it to the UEFA uh, Women's Champions League final as they came back after being down on aggregate, and they come back and they beat Bayern uh, 4-1. It's unbelievable. Frank Kirby had two goals, um, and then that and the second leg of their semifinal, 5-3 on aggregate. So now the Chelsea women and Chelsea men both going to the Champions League final. And it's it's amazing for like the, the Chelsea clubs in general um, and the organization of Chelsea. And also, um, in the Super League, the Women's Super League, they won yesterday 2-0 as well. And Sam Kerr got both goals in the 41st and 52nd minute. So now... Uh, the Chelsea woman on Sunday, March, uh, March, I'm still back in March, on Sunday, May 16th, they're going to be playing in the UEFA Women's Champions League final against Barcelona. So we're going to have to look forward to that as well. There's so much good news spreading around the Chelsea world right now. I'll read you, I think we've done this before, um, but I, I'll read you the final remaining schedule now as it's all, or, or it should be, at least there shouldn't be any more changes uh, flat, you know, should be all good now for the rest of the season. So this Saturday, May 8th, it's going to be Chelsea versus Man City. Wednesday, May 12th, Chelsea versus Arsenal. The FA Cup final against Leicester City will be Saturday, May 15th. The following Tuesday, May 18th, will be another match against Leicester City. This one's going to be a huge one uh, in the Prem League as long as it you know stays the way it is right now, points-wise. Um, and then you have Aston Villa versus Chelsea on May 23rd. And finally... It should be the final game of the season. I don't think there should be anything else um, that Chelsea need to worry about. Um, and that's the UEFA Champions League final versus Man City on May 29th. So we're all going to be looking forward to that. 
And one other thing just before we go to the uh, match preview, Thomas Tuchel. And I think I've already done this where I gave him you know praise, but since coming in in January when Chelsea was struggling, maybe it was Frank Lampard, maybe it was the squad, whatever it was, Thomas Tuchel came in and delivered to what Chelsea fans promised. At that point, I think, I don't know if you guys remember, but Chelsea fans, I think including us, I mean, maybe weren't, you know, you guys weren't as worried, but I know Chelsea fans were definitely worried that Chelsea might be finishing mid-table. We might be missing out on these FA Cup and, you know, UEFA Champions League. We might not even make it to the quarterfinals or the semifinals for that matter, um, making it even past the knockout stage. I don't think that was a question, but, you know, definitely making it past. Um, the, or we, Group stage, I don't think, was the problem. It was the knockout stage. You know, I don't think Chelsea will be able to make a pass at at that point where we were losing all those matches. And Thomas Tuchel comes in, completely flips it around. Chelsea's in the FA Cup final. Chelsea's in the Champions League final. And Chelsea are probably solidifying themselves to finish top four if they haven't already uh, in the Prem League. It's insane how big of a change Thomas Tuchel has made and how high Chelsea fans are now of the club. But what I love is we're still underdogs, right? We go into Atletico Madrid. Okay, Porto, we're probably like a little bit higher on the on the rankings there. Maybe we'll be Porto. Atletico Madrid, you know, maybe Atletico Madrid edge it out. Uh, maybe it's 50-50, right? 55-45 Chelsea, maybe 55-45 Atletico Madrid. This Real Madrid match or Real Madrid uh, two legs, this UEFA Champions League semifinals, I know we weren't favored. I saw all the betting markers, right? I, I knew what the bets were. Chelsea were not favored in this. We were the underdogs. And I love that because we were able to show Real Madrid and those greedy, those greedy, ugh, those greedy managers and owners at the Real Madrid club, their own organization and how the whole thing with the Super League and all of that just to beat them and show that money doesn't get you everything. And I know, you know, we're also known as the money spenders with how much we spent this past summer. I understand that. But just to show them who's better, um, it was a really great thing, especially coming in as underdogs. And now we go into this Champions League final as underdogs against Man City. I already saw the betting odds that they're up to win. So let's go. Let's go in as underdogs. We beat them once in the FA Cup semifinal. I understand. Let's see what we do against the week- you know, this weekend against them. And we'll go from there. Um, that That's it. So thank you, Thomas Tuchel. Let's stay as underdogs. And if you guys don't have anything else to say before we move to the preview of this match against Man City on Saturday, I'll go straight into my lineup prediction. And then I'll start out with Edward Mendy in that once again. Maybe we see Kepa just to give Mendy a break. But I feel like you got to keep the same lineup. So that kind of previews what I have. Rudiger, Silva, Christensen, my back line. Uh, I think Edouard Mendy will be in net. I don't think we will see Kepa until the FA Cup final. I think he will play in there because he is the FA Cup keeper. But Mendy will be in there for basically every other game of the season unless he gets injured. And then the back line, I think Thiago Silva will be in there and Aspi will be in there, which leaves one spot for Rudiger or Christensen or maybe even Zuma. But I, I think Rudiger stays in there, so I think Rudiger Silva and Aspi will be the back three because I think Reese James deserves to get back in the squad. So I think Aspi now needs to play back in the back three. So Mendy and Net, Rudiger Silva, Aspi. I'm going to go Mendy uh, in goal, obviously. And then in right center back, I'm going to go Andreas Christensen. 
Uh, I think Thiago Silva doesn't play this match. I think uh, in that case, it'll go to, um, uh, sorry, Kurt Zuma, uh, and he'll be at center back. And then at uh, the left center back position, I'm going to have Tony Rudiger. Uh, and that that's where I'm going to go with that. And that'll be my defense. Uh, moving into the midfield, I have uh, I have Ben Chilwell at the left wing back position. Right wing back, I have um, Rhys James in the center of midfield. I have Jorginho and N'Golo Conte. Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned earlier that like I wasn't proud of, or I was very proud of how Asby kept going even when he was extremely tired, and that's why I don't have him starting. I think he gets a rest here, and I could see why Thiago Silva could get a rest as well. So I'm going to have Reese James starting at that right wing back spot. I would like to see CHO sometime in the near future. I'm guessing we'll see him in the FA Cup. I'm hoping we'll see him there or something like that. I, I want to see him come off the bench or start. Uh, left wing back, I'm not going to go Marcus Alonso. I want Chilwell starting there, even though I you know, I could see Marcus Alonso. Conte Jorginho, once again, Conte needs to start. He needs to start. I know he might need a rest. He, I want him to start. Like, please. Um, and then... I guess I'll go to my front three. I want Pulisic starting. I mean, he showed how good he was off the bench uh, this past match. So have him start here. I guess Mason Mount gets another draw at it. And then my my starting striker is Timo Werner. Um, and he is going to rightfully start. No complaints from me here. Um, he's been able to, you know, create some good plays. The goal was a tap-in. That's, you know, all I have to say about that. But sure, he's been creating chances, so no complaints for me that uh, he's starting at striker. I think he deserves it. Uh, I don't think I've said my midfield yet. So Ben Chilwell will be there at left wing back. I don't think Alonso starts. I don't think this is the right game for him. I think it has to be Conte and Draguinho. I don't think we could see Billy Gilmore or Mason Mount in there. And then, like I said, for my back line, I think East James will be there at right wing back. And then the front three is tough because there's five players I want to get in, and I, there's only three spots. I think Pulisic is a must-start. He had a bit of a rest, I think, and so he's ready to play more games, and he played well on the substitute appearance. I think he needs to start here. I think Mason Mount is a must-start also because he's our best player. He needs to start, <laughs> which leaves Havertz, Werner, and Ziyech for the last spot, which... I want to give to Ziyech, but I don't think he fits well with Pulisic and Mount. So I think Timo Werner will start there up top. Like Josh said, the goal was a tap-in, but he did create the chance, Will. He obviously, I mean, he started the chance with a 1-2 with Conte and then followed it in, which is just good instincts and good build-up play. I think he played well. I think he deserves a start. So Mount, Werner, and Pulisic as my front three. So for my front three, I'm actually going to go for the exact same front three that started uh, on, uh, what is it, Wednesday here against Real Madrid. So I'm going to go Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, and Mason Mount, uh, and that'll be my front three score prediction here. I'm going to go 2-1 Man City. I think, you know, obviously we have some key players that are going to be on the bench in this game. Man City are roaring to go. They want to win the title, um, and, you know, I think they have a little bit of extra motivation here, so I think they get the win here but it'll definitely be a tight game i think this could go either way as we saw in the epic cup final it was a tight game it was a one no win we had a few chances obviously the goal we did score you could say that was uh zach stefan's fault and now that ederson is back in net that might not happen we did have a few other chances we could have scored i think 
this will be a very, very good game, a very, very tight game, which will end up going either 1-0 to Chelsea or 1-0 to Man City. And I, I'll just say 1-0 to Chelsea because I want to be positive, but I definitely could see it going 1-0 to City. It could go either way. It could be a 0-0 draw too, two good defensive sides. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, Peter, I agree. It's going to be a very intense game. 12.30 p.m. Uh, EST, and then for all your British viewers, that would be 5.30 uh, p.m. So a nice evening match there. And then Man City obviously sit in first with 80 points. They basically won the Premier League already. I think they already clinched it. Uh, and then Chelsea in fourth with 61 points with a win here. We could be, it could be, a, it would be, it, it'll definitely be a, a big match. I'm having trouble speaking. It'll definitely be a big match against Leicester City. Uh, within the next few weeks, obviously they're at 63 points right now, so a win for Chelsea um, would be really helpful. And then West Ham with 58 in fifth. So, on to my score prediction. I think it'll be a 1-0 win for Chelsea. I want to keep this positivity going. I feel like every time I get to this positivity point, I predict, uh, I predict a Chelsea win. It does not go my way. I hope it does, though, in this match. I think there's something different here, but it is what it is. Um, for all you listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you could do a few extra things, it would really help us out, such as following us on Twitter at TalkingBluesPod, subscribing wherever you're listening, and dropping either a five-star review. If you could write one yourself, that would be amazing. If not, just press that five stars. just helps out as much. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. We will have an episode recapping this match to give you a preview uh, to the other match coming up against Arsenal on Wednesday, I'm sure Alex will be very opinionated on that one as he does not like Arsenal. But for right now, um, I will say this. Come on, you Blues, and we will see you next time for another Talking Blues episode. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.